It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 7.07 on a Saturday morning, 67 degrees outside as well. This is Lonnie Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia gardener, here every Saturday morning to help you be more successful in your garden, in your lawn, with your trees, with your shrubs, with your bugs inside, with your bugs outside. If you've got a question about any of those things, 404-872-0750. And please, first-time callers are welcomed here at the show. It's easy to do. 404-872-0750. Talk to Ashley Frasca for just a minute. Ashley gets your name and where you're from and sort of clarifies what the question is. And then you get on the air with me. I answer the question. It's off. You're done. you got the puzzle is straightened out. 404-872-0750. Beulah is in McDonough, Georgia. Welcome to Lawn and Garden, Beulah. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. How can I help? I have a grapevine, and it is bearing, mm-hmm. and I notice there are some black spots on the grapes. What yeah. can I do? Is this muscadine or bunch grape? Bunch grapes. Black rot. Black spots. Black rot is actually it, and you have black spots because they're caused by black rot, the disease. Oh. Um, and it is very, very, very common on, on bunch grapes in hot, humid weather. What have we had for the last uh, two weeks or so? Hot, humid, rainy, muggy, wet, nothing ever dried off very well, and black spot, or black rot, I should say. Black rot has just run rampant on bunch grapes. If you Mm -hmm. have them in a home and you're not really spraying them regularly like you should, then that's what happens. Black rot comes a calling. The best thing you can do is to pick off all the affected grapes and put them in a little bucket. If any leaves fall to the ground, break those up, put them in a bucket, get them away from the grapevine because that is infectious material that continues to infect the the fruit if there's any left um, as the summer goes on. And then in the fall, same thing. If you do your pruning, make sure you prune everything properly and take all those cuttings away. But sanitation is really important. Do you think you have any good grapes on there that are not affected, Beulah? Well, from what I see, most of them have these black spots on them. If they've got the black rod to begin with, they're not going to recover. So um, if you had some that did not have the spot on them, you can protect them with their fungicide sprays that you can use that people sell pretty commonly. There's one called Captan. Captan? C-A-P, like cap on your head. Mm T-A-N, like tan in the sun. Captan. Cap 10. Cap 10, easy to find. Let's see, there's copper soap. There's stuff called copper soap that you can find as well. But Cap 10 is probably the easiest one to find and spray. And you spray it on the vines and on the fruit and try to protect the fruit from getting the black black rot disease on it. Yes. So um, could I do that now? You should. If you have, if you have fruit that's still unaffected. If you have fruit that's got spots on it, then don't worry about it. It's not going to do anything. All you will really do with these captain spray now, if you don't have any fruit to protect, you'll protect the leaves. So it might be worth your while to go ahead and spray with captain now. Yes. But sanitation is the big deal. Sanitation, sanitation. Do they sell it in a spray bottle? No, it comes as a concentrate. You have to put it into a pump-up sprayer and spray it with a pump-up sprayer. Oh, 
So you get to buy a sprayer too, it sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> or find a neighbor who has one and borrow from them. Make sure they have not used any herbicide, they haven't used any weed killer in a sprayer. If you borrow anything from someone else, make sure they never ever have used a weed killer in it because that can really lead to problems if you spray that onto your yes. fruits and vegetables. Yes. All right. Okay, thank you very much. All right, Beulah. Sorry about the black rot, but it is just one of those things that on a hot, humid spring like this, it's almost inevitable to get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Another thing that I saw good pictures of, wow, I posted this on Facebook yesterday. A lady sent in, her name was Lisa, I think, who sent in pictures of her tomatoes. And the leaves of the tomatoes had a very, very characteristic, very bright base. Lots of the leaves on a tomato had a very bright yellow base. Now, what would cause the leaf on a, in no spots at all, just the whole base of the leaf? No, a third maybe of the leaf might be yellow. What would cause that? I know exactly what it was. I know exactly what it is. Someone somewhere had sprayed Roundup nearby because that is the characteristic sign of Roundup damage on tomatoes. The base of the leaf, bright, bright, bright yellow. And so I didn't get an answer from her when I asked who had done the spraying, but somebody somewhere had used a spray of Roundup either nearby and drifted over because it was sprayed on a windy day, or she hadn't cleaned out her sprayer very well and sprayed it had a little Roundup in the sprayer. I don't know, but that's what it is. If you want to see what Roundup damage looks like on tomatoes, go to my website, just type Roundup Tomato. There it is, big, bright Bottom part of the leaf is bright, bright, bright yellow. Twelve minutes past the hour, and Denise in Villarica joins us. Hey, Denise. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hi. Uh, I was calling because my rose bushes, I planted a new rose bush last year. Yeah. And this is the first year to have full blooms. But instead of having full blooms, they got halfway there. Like they, they went past the bud stage, right. started to bloom out, and then they just kind of, stopped and uh, and then I could tell they were dead so I they weren't going to bloom I yeah. pinched them off and I was concerned that it might be that new rose disease you all been talking about um, that ends up yeah, in witch's right. room Ro- Rosette. I, I haven't seen the witch's room but that's why I was calling good fingers crossed on that surely I, I always ask now when someone says my rose is not behaving as expected, I'm always going to ask, well, does it have that witch's broom with the ends of the branches? Is it real thorny? Is it real red? We call it, and sometimes do the flowers abort, as yours have. But if you don't I, see the broominess, I guess not rose rosette. Okay, I haven't seen the um, broominess, and then I have a knockout rose maybe a yard away from it. Yeah. And its blooms also didn't do well. But I wondered if it was the weather that was causing that, or if they've got that blight. Well, I got a, I got some homework for you. At least one diagnostic thing you can do is to see if you have thrips, T-H-R-I-P-S, thrips, which is an interesting insect because, Denise, whether it's singular or plural, it's still the same spelling, T-H-R-I-P-S. You have one thrips or 200 thrips. They're all thrips. Interesting little spelling thing for you to know and put in the back of your head for the next spelling bee. But the uh, thrips on a rose bush cause the petals to turn sort of brownish. They, they have rasping mouth parts. They, they rasp around the edge of the petal. And the way to find out if you have thrips is to 
open up some of the petals of a bloom, uh, cut a bloom off a stem about 12 inches long, and open up some of the petals on it, leave them on the flower, open them up a little bit so that anything inside can shake out, and then strike that bloom a couple of times on a piece of white paper. And thrips uh -huh. look like little orange, I want to say the uh, hairs from a man's electric shaver. <laughs> That's about the mm -hmm. size of the little bitty things. They're mm -hmm. orange. And if you slap the flower onto a piece of white paper, you see these little orange hair-like things crawling around on the paper. Then you have thrips. Okay. And we have a diagnosis, and then you can use insecticide to try to get rid of the thrips. But that's the only other thing besides the rose rosette that I can think of that causes abortion of blooms. Okay, it did have like a rusty color around the, the rose blooms. Ah, go do my homework. Slap it see what happens. Okay, well, I appreciate it. I enjoy your show. Well, thanks so much for calling, Denise. Okay, bye-bye. We'll see you soon. It's 14, 15 minutes past the hour. Linda is up in Lilburn. Hey, Linda, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Are you there? Hi. Oh. <laughs> um, we have actually two plagues. The main one are the millipedes. Oh, man, and everywhere. And I know it's the humidity, yeah. and I'm, <laughs> help, they're in my house. They're crawling up the walls. They're falling off the ceiling. Oh, my God. Have you stepped and, you know, on them yet? Not... You hear that crunchy sound when you step on it? It's creepy as all yeah. get out. Yeah, <laughs> Any suggestions? <laughs> yeah, about the only thing you can suggest is sweep them up. All right, you knew that already. You've been sweeping up hundreds, hundreds oh, yeah. probably. Mm -hmm. outside. I, mean, I swept the porch this morning. There's already a mass on the edge of the wall again. Yeah, ten right. minutes later. <clears throat> Spraying insecticide is the only recourse I can think of. And if you put a band of insecticide, a foot, sixteen inches maybe wide, around the house, around the foundation. And it can be either uh -huh. liquid spray or granules. Either one works. But just put, make a poison band around the house, around the um, sidewalk, around the garage opening, anywhere you see them accumulate, put the insecticide down. And as you figured out, it's rain. It's, that's nothing more than rain right now. Just right. lots of rain and good environment to reproduce. So millions of millipedes. Okay. Well, the other, the other guy that has exploded is earwigs. <laughs> Same and deal. Is it same? Yeah, they love moisture, too. One of the okay. things you can do with earwigs, if you just want a little experiment to try, get a newspaper and roll it up real tight and put some rubber band around it to keep it tight and lay it on the ground when it's not going to rain, but just lay it on the <laughs> ground in places where the earwigs are, are commonly seen. They love going into newspaper for reasons I don't understand, but you leave it out there for a couple of days. Maybe if you think it's going to rain, you put a shelter plastic or something over the top of it. Okay. But you wait a couple of days and then go to the trash can and unfold that newspaper. Sometimes there'll be 20 or 30 of them inside the newspaper. Oh, gross. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to do that then. <laughs> 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 Somebody else do that. But that's a trap for them. The earwigs just they just look so disgusting. Yeah. But both in both cases, the insecticide band around the house is going to kill them okay. both. They both live in the same environment, so that may be the ultimate thing to do. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Well, thanks for calling, Linda. It's great talking to you. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. We'll see you soon. It's 718. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need.
Maybe a couple ahead of us today. Maybe a chance of a thunderstorm today. High of 89, low of 72. Tonight, or tomorrow, I should say, Sunday, 50% chance of rain. High of 87, low of 65. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Is a, a veritable convention of Walter's friends today. My friend Ashton Ritchie calls in. Hey, Ashton, good morning. Good morning, my brother from another mother. How <laughs> <laughs> you, you doing, Walter? Happy birthday. I, birthday you probably don't recognize greetings. my voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you probably don't recognize my voice. I've got uh, a bad cold. I think I caught it there on uh, the 14th annual uh, World Naked Gardening Day in the studio. I think you had the air conditioner down too low. Yep, must have been. And, you know, speaking of recognizing people, one of my good friends, Miriam, Called me earlier this morning and did did not disguise her voice, but I didn't recognize her. It was she who oh, called in about her for, that, leaning sweet gum, and I didn't even recognize. I think her you're voice. gonna. I think you're gonna pay for that later. <laughs> she may say, "Honey, what you were listening to me?" Oh, well, it's not uncommon at all. <laughs> well, let's get to the let's get to the subject. Yes, sir. I know. I know you are much, much, much older than me. Yes, indeed. I so, am. so, so, how does it feel to be older than dirt? Dirt was just being made when I was born. You just said a little bit of dirt was being made outside. And I immediately said, Mama, Daddy, I want to go play in that dirt out there. Oh, yes. It is, uh, it well, is an odd feeling. Well, As you know, Ash, you're not in your 40s anymore yourself. So <clears throat> it, does, it does take a minute to think about how many years that it seems. What did the internet can't be true? It's still a no. moment of pinching yourself, like when the... You know, the date changes on January 1st each year. You pinch yourself a little bit and say, it can't be 2018 already. It was just 2005 no, no, last be. year. I can't be as old no. as I am. No, it can't be that. No, and I have to confess, I think I'm I'm maybe six months or so older than you. So uh, uh, I have to take back. I, You know, I can't lie on the radio. I can't take back. <laughs> no. I have to take back this. It's in our contract. <laughs> can't lie. I know that you... Well, I wish a, you a happy birthday and, uh, you know, have... Do something good today. I think in honor of your birthday, I think I'll go out and feed my lawn. That's a good idea. Some of those Scott's products, I believe you have something to do with the Scott's company. <laughs> I may, I, yeah, I may, I may have gotten a good deal on some Scott's. <laughs> so where are you right now? You're up in South Carolina, right? Yeah, I'm over in uh, Myrtle Beach. we got a little family reunion thing going on over here, and uh, we're having some fun. And, and I have got this. I, have, I haven't had a cold in like 10 years. And I'm telling you, I'm blaming you. I think it's that World Naked Gardening Day when uh, you had that air conditioner cranked too low. I did, indeed. I want to make sure everybody knew that they didn't have any clothes on. We were sh- 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 shivering in here in the studio that day. It was a cold day. My, uh, May the 6th, I thought it's going to be May the 5th next year, Ashton. So if you want to start you know, saving up your warm clothes and getting ready for the celebration next year, we'll celebrate together. Yeah, but you know what the trouble is? I have to leave those warm clothes at the door. Well, that's true. Ashley up here enforces the World Naked Gardening Day. All clothes at the door, go inside that studio and shiver. She's bad. She is mean, mean, mean. Well, happy birthday, my friend. Thank you, sir, Ashley. We'll see you soon. Yes, indeed. All right. Happy birthday to me. Unbelievable. And there are only, well, there are a couple of people. I'm not going to call their name out because I don't want to out them being my age. But I know a couple of people in my neighborhood have just turned the same age as me. We are all Medicare eligible now and have actually been <clears throat> eligible for a couple of years out here. So, yes, we have. And one person in particular, I remember from my elementary school, 
is, has the same birthday as I do, which is an interesting thing to know someone is the exact same age and almost the exact same hour born together. Whenever we were in elementary and high school, we would give each other a high five in the hall and sort of say, happy birthday, happy birthday, good to see you, happy birthday. In the next half hour, Joe is smarter, wants to know about how to help his shrubs to thrive. I want to tell him a formula for rejuvenating shrubs. Kim in Toco Hill has geraniums that aren't blooming all at once like she wants. Uh, Killellen in Forsyth County has irises way overcrowded. And Sharon in Druid Hills wants to know how to prune back a sweet shrub. All of this and more coming up on Lawn and Garden. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 7.35 on a Saturday morning, 66.8 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, and I am here to help you. All you got to do to take advantage of my help is to give me a call, 404-872-0750. Beginning callers, beginning gardeners, basic questions, all are welcome here on the Lawn and Garden Show. Just give us a question, and we will, we meaning me, Ashley Fasco, Jason Byers, we'll take, our, take a stab at it, see what we can find out. Kel Ellen is in Forsyth County, I should say. Hey, Kel Ellen, good morning. Walter, good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. What can I do for you? Well, I have you on speaker because my mom's here and she's all excited. She's 84. And <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> she loves you to death. And I want to preface this call that I believe you sit on the right hand of God with your knowledge oh my gosh. in gardening. So I we listen to you religiously. And I do not have a teaspoonful of gardening in my, in my body. Well, we'll add half a teaspoon more this morning. What can I add to your knowledge? Okay, overcrowded irises. Um, I've had them forever, at least 15 years, and they are so overcrowded. They have bloomed the most beautiful flowers um, that I've ever had, but this year they were spindly and ugly and, and saying, help me, so I don't know what to do. This is the perfect time to do it. Because of all the rain, I think, the soil is really soft now, so it's easy to dig underneath the bed of iris to sort of lift them up with a shovel or a spading fork or something like that. So... Gosh, if I were you, I would do it this afternoon if you can. If it's not raining at your house, I'd try it today. Just go okay. to the bed and start loosening the ground around the iris tubers, the roots, the things that are coming out from, and have a little box or a wheelbarrow or something that you can lift them up and toss them into the wheelbarrow as you lift them out of the ground. Okay. And then you sort of look at them, look at the roots and see if there are any rotten spots or excavated places in the roots where bugs have chewed into them and things like that. And use a pair of real sharp scissors or a real sharp knife to cut out any bad places on the roots because you don't want to take that to the new new bed or where you replant them in this bed at all. So we look at the roots, and um, if you see that a root has two or three fans, fans meaning the leaves of the iris coming up, if you see it has two or three fans, you can actually cut halfway between each adjacent fan, and you got a new root system, and you can have two or three new iris plants that can be planted a little further apart than they would be uh, normally and increase your bed if you want to or give away, give away some of the irises to friends or whatever you want to do. But today I think is a great day to do the re, okay. removing, reinvigorating of the bed. 
Okay. Should I cut down the green leaves first, or, or, or I'm scared to do that? The I don't only know. time I prune an iris is when the leaves are brown. If there's a brown edge, yeah, my scissors go out and cut it off because it looks sort of ugly with the brown edges. But there's no real reason to prune. I see people who prune irises down to little bitty three-inch fans. I think that's sort of dumb. I mean, they okay. need those leaves. They need the greenery. That's what the leaves are Thank for. Don't Thank be pruning that off. All right. Thank you so much, Walter. I hope you have an awesome day. Can I borrow you for half a day? No. You have to put me to work, and I don't like work. No. I'd rather sit in the studio and tell other people what to do. You have a blessed day, sir. Thank you, ma'am. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. 404-872-0750 gets you in where Kel Ellen was there on my screen. Sharon is in Druid Hills and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Sharon, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Happy birthday oh, to you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I okay. have a sweet shrub that's just growing everywhere. It's sure. beautiful, and it has a lot of blooms, but I do, it's getting in the way of, of my walkway. Yeah. When can I prune this back? And Any how? day you feel like it, because it will spread further and further and further, and you won't even be able to pass your walkway if you don't do something to control it. So... I mean, pruning is not what I do. I pull it up by the roots. You have to pull them up by the roots just to get them under control. The sweet shrub is a great plant, but, man, it can spread. It really, and the blooms are so beautiful this year. Did yours smell very much this year? Uh, not as much as they did last year, but they mm. still have a little bit of good, a nice odor. Yeah. And and the, yeah, it, they're, they're red with the yellow center, mm -hmm. and they're, they're beautiful. Yeah, great plant, fabulous plant, but, again, a little... Pushy sometimes in a well, narrow spot. It's gotten to be quite pushy, and I yeah. didn't know what I didn't want to ruin the plant. It's so pretty. You won't you won't ruin it at all. And you may have friends again who who like sweet shrub or would like a sweet shrub. There's nothing wrong with pulling up a root and wrapping it with wet paper towels and uh, newspaper, maybe, and then take it to your friends. Oh well, I have a son that I might do that with. Oh, yeah, That's sure, great. great thank, I really enjoyed your show. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Bye bye. We'll see you. Mm -hmm. We've got, let's see, it was nice and like Kim's out in Toco Hill, same area generally. Hey, Kim, good morning. Good morning, and happy birthday to you. Oh, Kim, thank you for saying so. How can I help you? Well, I have some zonal geraniums in, in different pots this year. Whoa, Kim, get the phone up close to your mouth. I can't quite hear you. Okay, I have some zonal geraniums this year in different pots. And the, the flower heads... Only some of the buds bloom. They're not blooming all at the same time. So, you know, part of the flower head is starting to wilt when the other ones are blooming. Yeah. And what can be causing that? Because they get plenty of sun. They get sun all day long. Good. Uh, and the plants look good. You know, the leaves and stuff look very nice. Did you say they're in pots? Did you say yeah. pots, Kim? Yes. One of the things that you always or I always think about with potted outdoor plants during rainy times is that they have to be fertilized more often than you would normally, perhaps, because the rain just washes the fertilizer, washes the nutrients right through the soil and out the bottom. So if you have not fertilized pretty regularly, that's one thing that helps to make more foliage. More foliage makes more leaves. More leaves makes more flowers, more uniform flowers for you. Um, let's see, the other one might be just to be sure you're deadheading, because geraniums, most of them anyway, are not self-cleaning, so you have to deadhead the old faded blooms, and that stimulates new growth to make new new flowers on the All right, geranium. I'm doing that, and I'm, I'm getting the, the flower heads and everything, but they're just not blooming, blooming uniformly. Huh. The only 
other thing, maybe, did you hear me talk earlier in the show about thrips on a rose? Yes. Thrips is a, thrips, thrips are a, is or are, I'm not sure whether it's singular or plural. Thrips is a possibility to think about on geraniums, and remember the way to find out is just to take a little eight-inch long maybe stem with the flowers on the end of it and slap it on a piece of white paper. And thrips are pretty easy to see, not easy to see in the flower, but once you slap them onto white, they're easy to see then. And so just check and see for thrips. See if you have thrips on the flowers. If so, then go right to the pike there at Tuckle Hill and um, get insecticide to spray on the flowers for that. Okay. What if, should I uh, try one of the um, uh, plant foods that is like a, a bloom booster type? Mm, I think the Dr. Earth brand that Pike carries is a great one. It does fine. Okay. So I would use Dr. Earth. It's slow release, and so it's less likely to flow out the bottom of your pot than maybe the miracle Grow products would. Okay, great. All, All right. right, thanks. You bet. Try that. We'll see you soon, Kim. Thanks for calling. Bye. 43 minutes past the hour. That gives Joe his turn. Joe finally gets on the air. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, Walter. Thank you for hey. uh, taking my call, and uh, happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. How can I help? Yes, sir. So I got a couple projects going on at the house, and one of them is uh, top dressing my Bermuda grass. Yeah. And just wanted yeah. to give you any feedback, tips, and tricks on that. Why do you want a top dress? Give me what your goal is. <clears throat> well, when I bought my home, the, the soil, or excuse me, the uh, lawn was a little, it had been um, getting pretty bad. So I'm basically trying to revitalize it, get rid of any of the dips and imperfections in the lawn. And, Good level it and, and give it some more life. Yeah, sure. And you can get, what I want you to get is a top dressing mixture, and they sell this as a, both a bulk product you have delivered, you sort of spread it over the lawn yourself. There's a couple of three places. Patent Seed has that soil cube um, stuff that they sell as a top dressing, and Green Brothers over in Cobb County has top dressing. Many of the landscape supply places in Atlanta um, have a top dressing mixture, which is very sandy, sort of sandy, loamy stuff that you spread over the lawn thinly and use a broom to sort of sweep it into the low places and it makes it nice and level which makes it easier to to mow certainly so and now's the time to do it now's a great time to do top dressing on on bermuda lawns because it's growing real vigorously it goes right up through the layer of soil that you put down so easy to do right now very good thank you and the other question i just replaced a lot of shrubs and bushes and some flowers and just looking for general info on how to uh, get those growing vigorously and maintain them so that they grow in successfully. This is, I promised earlier in the show that I would give you a formula for rejuvenating shrubs. And this works so well on, I don't know, just any shrub, any gardenia or rose or thing that you just think, man, it looked better last year. <laughs> this plant needs a little <laughs> bit of encouragement to grow a little bit better here. You get a bag of soil conditioner, soil conditioner or planting soil, whatever you want to call it, the nurseries, and get a bag of that and your wheelbarrow and about a quart of very slow-release fertilizer. It could be Hollytone, it could be Dr. Earth, it could be Milorganite, any of those real slow-release organic fertilizers, about a quart of it. And you put the quart of the fertilizer in the wheelbarrow with about a cubic foot, so usually most bags are a foot and a half cubic feet con contain of uh, content. And you mix it up real good with your shovel or something, and then you put a layer about a half an inch thick underneath your sickly rose, sickly gardenia, sickly whatever you got, and take a 
shovel or better yet a, a, a spading fork or a pitchfork and just jab it into the ground and wiggle it a little bit and you're mixing in this uh, mixture of fertilizer and soil conditioner into the top couple of inches of soil around a, a shrub and the roots go crazy. They love living in this environment like that. You got a little slow release fertilizer, you got the organic matter they can really use as uh, aeration for the soil. And it just makes a lot of sense to do this rejuvenation mixture, spreading it a layer again, a quarter inch or a half an inch thick underneath the plant, using a pitchfork or a spading fork to mix it in. It works great. And you'll be surprised at how much more growth, how much better looking the growth is, how many more flowers you get maybe on a rose by using the rejuvenation formula. Very good. That's great information. I, I appreciate it. All right. Go ye therefore and get it done, Joe. Yes, sir. Well, dude, thank <laughs> right. you so much. You bet. See you soon. All right. If you Bye-bye. didn't get if you didn't get the details on that formula I just did, go to my website, type one word into the search line, rejuvenate. I made the page so that I can get to it quickly. Rejuvenate. It takes you right to the page of the formula for putting the potting soil or the planting soil and the uh, rich fertilizer together and then how to put it on the ground. It really, really works to make a sickly shrub look a whole lot better. It's 747. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Raindrops are falling on my head. And just like the guy's feet are too big for his wondering bed. when the song would come Nothing seems to fit those. I love this song. Raindrops are falling on my head and they keep falling. I went to see this so movie. Who did I see this? Is? What a pretty girl, a pretty girl in high school. I remember putting my arm around her and thinking, whoa, we've got some fun, fun times going on. It didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. But I remember going to it and thinking maybe raindrops would uh, somehow grease the skids coming on. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, a straight thunderstorm or two high of 89 degrees, low of 72 overnight. Sunday, 50% chance of rain, high of 87, low of 65. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Stan is in Roswell, Georgia, and joins us on Lonely Garden. Hey, Stan, good morning. Hey, Walter, how are you? Hey, Stan, I'm all right. What's up? Hey, I've got an area. It's surrounded by Bermuda grass, and it was full of... um, holly bushes or trees they got to be about 20 feet tall and it had some volunteer pines that were coming up in them and they were pretty large too and i had all that cut down and i had all the stumps and the roots ground up and it's an area about probably 30 feet long by about 20 feet wide and i want to i want to just make the continue the lawn right across that area i'd like to sod it with bermuda but i want to know how to prep that area so that the sod doesn't die after I put it down. That sod will love you to death if you'll simply make the soil soft six inches deep. If anything, tilling, shoveling, whatever you can do, it doesn't matter to the sod what you have to do, Stan. Just make it soft so the roots can get okay. down in there and can get all the moisture they need when it gets hot in July and August. Do that, you're home free. So the wood chips and everything that are in there, they'll be okay. They won't um, eventually oh, break right. down and hurt them. I need to get you some extra 
extra fertilizer in there. Here's what uh, you need to do extra. As you're doing all this tilling, but before you plant the sod, add some fertilizer. Add some 10, 10, 10. And how much would I put? This is 20 by 30, it says 600 feet, so 10 pounds per thousand. So about a pound per hundred. So if this is 300 square feet, you're around three pints, three pounds of 10, 10, 10, scattered over okay. the area, dug in a little bit. And what that does is it helps to decompose this, the um, chips and the wood pieces that are in the ground. As otherwise, the fungi that are in the ground will steal nitrogen and fertilizer away from your Bermuda grass. It'll turn sort of yellow looking in that area. By adding extra fertilizer as you're tilling in the soil, tilling the soil, then the roots can get down there, and the fungi and the and the wood chips and the roots can all coexist pretty pretty easily with each other. Excellent. Thank you very much, and happy birthday. Hey, thank you so much, Stan. Appreciate that. Bye-bye. We'll see you soon. One of the things that I remember from my childhood is reading the newspaper. My father and my mother were both avid newspaper readers every morning. We had a daily subscription to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, or back at the time it was the Atlanta Constitution, and they would read the paper and then discuss what, uh, you know, Outler or one of the other um, columnists had written in the paper, and then they would put it down, and I would sometimes get the paper, read the comics on Sunday, of course, read the comics during the week, most of the time, as anyway. And after that, we'd use the paper to light fires and do things like that. The paper was recycled. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution now is one of the most valuable things that I have to read every Sunday, certainly, to get a summary of the news during the week, summary of the news that's coming up for the week to come in. And for this past couple of weeks has been the couple of months really the coverage of the political outlet the political um, climate shall we say here in Georgia it's really fun to read the Atlanta Journal Constitution is full of interesting news full compelling complete news coverage of the state the region and the nation I really enjoy subscribing to it and you should too tomorrow the Sunday Atlanta Journal Constitution is full of good news and sometimes compelling news you need to know. If you did not get your question answered today, of course, you can go to my website. One of the things that I do not emphasize enough is follow me on Facebook. I always have two or three or four maybe posts during the week of interesting things that I've seen during the week, things that I think you need to know about. One of them this week was about galls. Another was about Roundup damage on tomatoes. If I see the weather has changed, I might say now's the time to think about putting fungicide out. Now's the time to think about whether there's enough um, water and drainage on your lawn to keep the Bermuda grass from turning yellow. So the newsletter is one of those interesting things. It's completely free. All we need is your email address and your zip code, so we you know sort of what parts of the city we're sending them to. And if you go to my website at WalterReeves.com, up in the upper right-hand corner where it says subscribe to newsletter, we'll go to the form that WSB has made for me, and we'll sign you up. Every other Thursday you get an issue of the newsletter, and I think you'll really appreciate that. You can also follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, follow me on uh, Pinterest as well. We have pictures of weeds on Pinterest to let you know what weeds look like and how to control them. All that at WalterReeves.com. At 7.58, we'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news.